Today, well, we're going to talk about predators in the garden. Now, I know you're thinking it's still winter, but a lot of you guys are thinking about how do I plan out my garden this spring? How am I going to keep it safe? And now's the time to be gathering information because when it's garden season, you're going to be like, wait. I can't be watching YouTube. I need to be out in the garden actually doing stuff. So this is your opportunity. That's the the bonus there. So anyway, predators in the garden. We're going to talk about all kinds of predators that might get in your garden and the different things that you can do about it. Yeah. Now, when I I looked this up, I started doing some research, started taking some notes, and I got a, like a page full before I realized that I was on some British web page, mm, and they, they were just talking it. about their yard. They their garden is their yard. They're talking about people stealing their their lawnmowers and stuff. So <laughs> predators, apparently, yeah. yeah, it's called the vegetable patch in England. The veggie so patch. That's sure. what we're talking about. If you're in England, that's what we're talking about. Your vegetable mm-hmm. patch. That's the one that Peter Rabbit's always trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it. yeah. What do we do about Peter Rabbit? Right? You gotta keep that guy out of the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Peter Rabbit in the garden. First thing, the obvious that always comes to mind is maybe you put up a fence. Yes. What do you know about a uh a fence for your garden, Kevin? What what are you thinking? Well, I I personally yeah, I like to use the 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 quarter inch um welded wire fencing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i've got that in most places i used chicken wire on on my first garden and that worked fine but that welded wire seems a little bit sturdier the thing is you got to get that that wire into the ground you yes. know what i mean they'll tunnel right underneath that stuff you have to bury yep. it like three three to six inches down yeah, i think that that's been like enough it's just enough to kind of hey you tried nope nope see you got a problem mm-hmm. um, I, I always was worried, you know, rabbits, groundhogs, they can obviously dig pretty deep. But uh, I, I think I would shoot for like six inches all around. Yeah, know, now. But I think you're right. I think realistically, three to six seems to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people use uh, uh, chain length. That's that's a less expensive way to go when you're doing a yes. big piece of property. But it's. It's big enough that most of the things that you're trying to keep out can get through. Right. Um, So what I did, I was worried about deer. And so I I bought uh, mm guns and I went all the way around, which has smaller openings on the bottom and then bigger as it goes up. Right, as it goes up. But they're still not that small. Um, What I did then was I dug the trench and I put in, they call it rabbit fence. And I think they sell... 24 inch and then 36 inch and i went Mm -hmm. with 36 inch so it's maybe 30 inches up is the rabbit fence you know all the way around with six inches buried and then i had the large you know the cattle fence got me some height then because i'm cheap and it kind of works um what i did is i bought electric fence wire and i ran it around the garden Right. And with that, 
I didn't actually electrify it though. Um, I just put them close enough for that top little bit. Uh-huh. And occasionally deer run and kind of jump through it and rip it apart. And make yeah, I mean, they can jump them. pretty high when it comes comes down yeah. to it if they really want to get somewhere. But Well, mine do you know. go eight feet tall. It's just a matter of they don't see it and they rip down. I've seen oh, okay. people tie little the little flags on it, you know, so you don't put, you know, just. Uh, I don't know, like a little ribbon or whatever along right, the way. Right, right. So it can make it, it visible, be visible. Right. Mm-hmm. right. That's definitely a way to go. But guess now, what? Yeah, fences one, don't always work. Yeah, well, one one benefit of fences is that you can let your animals out in the fences. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'll put my dogs in the garden. Right. Um, you know, and that'll deter almost everything. Birds, you know, any kind of animal. It's not going to go after, uh, you know, the dogs don't go after... Um, bugs or insects or anything like that but anything like a woodchuck a rabbit they're they're not interested in coming in um now we're going to talk later on about about um plants to deter and let me tell you something i tried uh catnip to encourage Mm -hmm. to be around the garden but it just turns out that when you're pulling weeds you put your hand in the cat shit because you do they just that shit right now suck like that yeah, it, they're assholes, right? They always have been. It, historical. It's just a you know, some fact of life. Yeah. All right. Now so that, after fences. What do what do we? What's another option here? All right. So another way to go is, well, let's say uh, visual things. All right. So people talk about putting, uh, like they have the fake owls or fake mm-hmm, birds right. that yeah. you put up around, and it kind of gives that. You know, um, I've also seen where they have like some kind of like strobe lights and things like that that you can drop in there. Um, I looked up on Amazon. There were all kinds of stuff uh, like Night Guard Solar was one that I looked at. And basically when it the motion sensor is triggered, you know, it ends up kind of doing a little strobe light action, which I mean, I've seen that kind of thing spook deer and stuff like that. But. Right. I don't know. Not exactly the best solution. Yeah. I, I mean, I I have here. some motion activated solar lights and they're kind of like floodlights and they're big. I don't know if they actually work or not, you know, be honest with you. I haven't really seen much change other than in the middle of the night sometimes I'll be woken up with floodlights shining through my windows and no, that's I wish the I was cop, just sleeping. Kevin. <laughs> that's I live cop. in a bad neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, yeah I also no, saw some I also saw some, I don't know how, if this is effective in any way, but I also saw uh, some solar lights that light up like, like uh, red, scary eyes, you know, like angry, angry face. Right. (laughs) Right. I don't know how effective that is with, uh, you know, I mean, the truth is most animals that are in your, in your garden, trying to eat your vegetables aren't coming in the middle of the night though. You know what I mean? You might get some deer early in the morning or late in the evening, but other than that, it's really not, you know, it's more of a daytime thing for the vegetables. Um, what do you, uh, well, hang on, hang on. So I would also say scarecrows. Scarecrows, right. That's, uh, that's one that's been hundreds of years. They've been doing that. Right. But remember speaking of crows, we talked about a while back about how uh, they're smarter than you think. Mm-hmm. Do you remember me mentioning the Dick Cheney mask or something? Right. 
Yep. And, yep. But we had a it, whole... where they got they learned to recognize street lights and stuff like that. So I don't really imagine you're outsmarting the crow with a scarecrow, but I do think, you know, hey, if the rabbit comes by and he sees somebody standing in there, maybe last season you always wore a certain sweatshirt. Right. You could do it. You could. Yeah. I I have uh, had some issues with my um, my ducks getting uh, snatched up by hawks. Okay. And uh, I put the scare the scarecrow in the thing, and I I move it around occasionally, which I don't know if that's doing it. I also my wife went and um, uh, got some CDs and you know glued them back to back so that shiny on both sides, and hung them up from a string, and. You know, they spin around and the sun reflects off them and their little, you know, lights moving around out there. And supposedly that's supposed to keep them away. Put right. up hawk netting. I don't know which one of those things is the most effective, but I haven't had any bur- any hawks snatching up my stuff lately. That's that's one thing that I've found to be a thing is uh, I have put the netting over like my cherry trees. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have them now. I had them in New York. Uh, I also had blueberry bushes. With the netting, do a good job with that. Um, So that, you know, that kind of stuff can help. I know with berries, it really makes a big difference, you know. Yeah, Um, yeah. I've never seen. And destroy it, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen a uh, a deer in my backyard until I planted my most recent apple tree. And Mm -hmm. I woke up early in the morning and I saw his ass out there just fucking it up. (laughs) You know, I I netted it up and he didn't come back, but I don't know if he was just. You know, right. it was a one-time thing or what? It was funny. One of the first times I was like, oh, the deer keep getting all my apples, you know, whatever. And then I come driving home from work and I'm like, what the hell is that? My apple tree. And it was the damn squirrels getting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, you know, when they're like maybe half dollar size. Right. Before they're like even that, ripe. Yeah. They're in there snatching them up. And I'm like, you, you little bastard, you know, mm-hmm. um, Another thing that I've done, um, made a berry patch where I just took uh, a bunch of, instead of two by fours, they sell like two by twos and Mm -hmm. they're just a little cheaper whatever. I made a little frame with a screen door and covered it with chicken wire. And I just did like an eight foot box, you know, Uh and, and put that right over the berries and the berries. another way you might want to go with that mm-hmm. yeah as as far as that that the the fencing and the and the netting and all that stuff goes that's that's really more for like the bigger the bigger animals you know the mm-hmm. deer the the woodchucks the rabbits the you know even mice and rats will get in there and and eat your stuff um yeah so we we're talking about you know motion activated lights and things like that um have you have you tried any of that uh ultrasonic pest repellent stuff that where it's like a a high pitch noise that people can't hear and I have has... not personally used anything like that. I see them all over and you know they talk about all the different critters, all the mice and they have the right. ones you can plug into your house for the mice and that kind of thing. Yeah, I I tried that and I didn't have any success. I don't know if it you know I don't know if it if it works for just like 
you know, week and then they get used to it and get tired of it or, or what, but it didn't work for me. You know, yeah. I, I tried it. It was, uh, not really effective. No, I not know a, you, not a good long-term plan. You have not exactly in the garden, but you have experience with squirrels getting in your house. And oh yeah. I had squirrels on, let me tell roof. you, yeah, let me tell yeah. you. So I had squirrels in my roof the other day and we woke up to some kind of like squeaking, screeching kind of mom and baby squirrel noises is what we uh, attributed to in my roof. And and they were going nonstop, you know, and and we were hearing it for quite a bit. And uh, so anyway, in the morning, I'm like, I got to get something. I got to figure this out. But the problem is they're inside the wall, you know? So I'm like, yeah, some of your pain in my ass. (laughs) Right. Right. They get in there, man. What it is, is there was, I, I don't know if it was rainwater or possibly squirrels, whatever, but somehow underneath the overhang of my front porch, there was a little rotten square of like the plywood kind of rotted out. Like uh, the bottom of the roof is plywood. And it was mm-hmm. probably maybe one inch by two inches in this little corner where I, you know, water was dripping through or I don't, I don't really know what caused it, but bottom line, I go out and I assume that's where he's getting in. Cause I just could mm-hmm. not find anywhere else, you know, that, that it could be going on. So I went to tractor supply and they had some kind of little potpourri baggie uh-huh. that is supposed to be kind of horrible smelling to rodents. And it All was right. kind of horrible smelling to me. So I kind of like see that yeah, maybe they were maybe they were on to something. Yeah, but you know, mice and, so, and rats, they seem so, to go after they didn't don't so seem to mind a whole lot. I, I put this thing in there. And babies and all, we never heard another noise out of there. Oh, really? So it worked. I'm like, whatever, I'll take the win. Now, yeah, because, you, you know, you don't want to just patch the hole and then right. they're trapped up there. And they're right. that's what I was afraid of. I was like, yeah, I can fix this. But I'm like, mm-hmm. then I got dead babies and dead mama in there. And that's not going to be good. Now, right. You went a different way. You went with like mouse poison to get rid of your squirrels. Yes. And it okay. worked. And what, what happened? <laughs> they, they were dead. Do you have they a little left. more to this story? Or yes. There... So, so a squirrel. Well, this this was about ten years ago. Yeah. Um, my son calls me from my other room, from the from his bedroom. He says, "Dad, there's a mouse in my bed." So I go in there, and he was he was in there, and he said, "It's under my blanket." So I lifted his blanket up, and there's a baby squirrel under under his blanket. So I had to go get like a container or something, right? And I just pinned it over top of the blanket and then slid the blanket out and slid a lid underneath it and got rid of them. But there's, there's another uh, scenario that also was, was terrible because that baby died, you know, it ate the poison. It was, it was done. Wasn't in a good way. All right. But I, but I, um, I set up a trap outside where they're coming in and going out. But you have to check those traps every day. <laughs> you know, when, when you get a uh, trapping license in New York, you know, you're uh, fired every, within 24 hours. Yeah, every, see, but here's the thing. I didn't time. have a license, so oh, it's not okay. a big deal. 
Oh, all it's right. all fun. It's good. Yeah. But you know, if you trap those trap like a squirrel or something, and like in those live traps. Well, I'm not saying you were using a live trap, so you were good without a license, probably. I right, right. You just starved to death in there, or died from dehydration yeah, or something. I mean, you're the victim, really. But you know, you can't you can't move those things more than like five miles or something. You're not supposed to move those. Like if you catch a squirrel or a woodchuck. There's only a certain amount, and it's different different states and counties. All but right. you're only allowed to take them so far away. And where I'm at, the place that's that's far, you know, as far as I can take it is like 500 yards. So it's just going to come right back. It's not, you know, it's not doing me any good. All right, now yeah. moving on from killing squirrels yes. and, and being All an right. asshole All in right. general. All right. Um, what about? Uh, let's talk about. Um, well. There's some other things that you can do, like uh, barriers. Um, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, you know, an offense is a type of barrier. Yeah. But, um, you know, also uh, raised garden beds will prevent things like slugs and, and some smaller smaller stuff from getting in there. Obviously, there's a lot of flying insects that like to eat your, your vegetables, but um, there's a lot of crawly things, too. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of stuff you can kind of do for that, aside of just raised beds. Um, diamaceous earth, earth. Have you ever used that? Diamaceous earth. Yes, definitely. So yeah. that's supposed to be great with any kind of hard shell creatures such as ants. Right. Um, you know, a lot of your, I don't know, like cockroach type bugs, beetles, mm -hmm. whatever, any of that kind of stuff. They, they seem, it seems to be pretty good. I guess the idea is it, it it's very fine. So it, it kind of seals in the openings and it makes it so they become dehydrated because they can't absorb moisture is my mm -hmm. understanding of how that works. Right, right. Now, I've, I've had some pretty good experience. I mean, it, it's more something that I will put around uh, like the foundation of my house mm -hmm. to keep bugs out of the house. Um, you know, I don't know if it would work really well around a garden. I mean, just with the rain and stuff like that, I feel like, it, you know, you can lay a, a layer out in the, the lawn, you know, six inches wide all the way around and a few rains later and it's gone. I don't, I'm not really sure. I've never tried it with the garden. Right. Um, but there's also other things that you can use as, as barriers, like, uh, like, uh, mulch, you know, you put mulch around a, a tree that you planted and it keeps the moisture in and it's good for a lot of stuff like that, but it also is a barrier, you know, small crawly, uh, bug isn't necessarily going to just, um, march across the you know the huge expanse of the two feet of mulch that you have between the the you know the lawn and the plants um but that's really more something i i would use for uh for like fruit trees and and that sort of stuff um it's good in your in your garden beds but you know it can be a lot of work to keep up with the mulch in your you know in your beds around every one of your plants you know yeah definitely um now you mentioned uh, fruit trees and stuff. I know in New York, uh, one of the biggest, one of the things uh, people suggested, and I, I had moderate success with it, was hanging little bells on the branches. Because mm -hmm. what would happen is when the deer would come over and start chewing on it, it would move the branches and the little bells would ring, and it was okay. It did deter them some. Right, you'd still get like the tips of it, you know, you'd get some bites and then stuff would nibble off. off. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I followed that up. I know you guys maybe heard me mention it in the past, but uh, 
planting garlic around the base of my fruit trees. I mm -hmm. did excellent. That really helped protect the apple trees and really was productive. Right, right. You know, and, and anything that you can have as a, you had actually told me about the, the garlic and I yeah. am planning on planting it around my apple trees this year. We'll see Always how it works. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but other things that are, you know, not necessarily um, normally something you would think of, but you can, you can do stuff like um, uh, stone, stone, you know, like uh, uh, setting stone around your, uh, your garden beds, okay. gravel, things like that. Things that aren't, aren't organic around your bed. Um, that'll just be a barrier for things that, you know, things that crawl slugs aren't really wanting to, you know, slide across, uh, three feet of gravel and, and, right. uh, you know, sidewalk or anything like that. That sort of stuff is a little bit of a deterrent, but once they get in there, then they're, they're trapped in there. They're going to be in there, you know? Yeah. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Some, some, uh, plants, some yeah, plants so, that are yeah, another way. Yeah. Another way I looked at this was, uh. You can also kind of learn to make peace with your garden, right? With, with nature um, and where you coexist, if you will, uh, you know, think like the hippies, right? Where you just live and let live. One, people plant enough that it's not really going to be a problem. Um, you're in New York. I know you're surrounded by cornfields. Um, what they usually do is they'll put uh, different corn on the outer edges one, to keep people from snatching corn up for free because mm. it's not the same, you know, and right. they'll be like, oh, that's not really what I wanted, and they maybe don't come back. But two, you kind of go with that for the animals, and then inside you'll have, you know, the stuff that really... Uh, yeah, the better quality the stuff. The better yeah. quality stuff, you know. So that that's one way to go. Um, you know, there's a lot of plants that, one, if you plant native plants, you're mm -hmm. way more likely to be kind of pest free. You know, it's going to be resilient to your local bugs and that kind of thing, because these are the plants that are native and grow naturally and, and grow wild in your area. So those would be really cool. Um, another thing, uh, both uh, peppermint or it is a great one for deterring. Um, mm -hmm. a lot of different pests. Uh, it's also, you could use like peppermint oil and put that out there, you know, to kind of, again, you run the issue of rain and all that, but it definitely can deter. Uh, I know it's good with mice. Uh, there's actually some insects that it's a, a good deterrent. Um, what kind of plants were you thinking? What would, uh, what would really be good that would. Well, you know, one that I use is 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 a uh, lemon balm and that kind of yep. keeps them away it 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 works you know other things that work are like um rosemary um uh basil thyme you have to be careful oregano is also but you have to be careful with those you know because they they can take over fast you know what i mean i i planted one in the corner of a garden bed uh one year and three years later i couldn't even fit anything else in that garden bed it had taken over the whole the whole thing so i had to ended up ripping ripping all of it out by the roots and starting over again um it's it some of that stuff is is aggressive mint's the same way it's really aggressive so you have to be careful where you, where you plant it you don't want to 
you don't want to think, oh, I'll just put a little, you know, a little yeah. bit in here in this corner right. and it'll be fine. You, you, you have to really have it um, sectioned off, you know what I mean? Separate from, from your vegetables because it will really take over your, your whole garden if you're not careful with it. Yeah, but definitely, you know, planting some to share with the animals really isn't the way that I would go. Mm-hmm. But it's maybe, you know. Some of those goddamn, you know, those damn hippies are ruining everything about gardening. You know what I mean? Hey. You know, it's funny. You, I had this lady go ahead. tell me about, she's t- telling me about all these organic things that she mm-hmm. makes for, mm-hmm. uh, one of them was, was like a, a bug spray that yeah. you use on like, you know, to keep mosquitoes away. Didn't work for shit. That organic stuff doesn't work. and They still haven't figured it out. Somebody had, had me uh, grinding up hot peppers with okay. water and putting them All in a right. spray bottle and spraying it on the plants because supposedly or that's supposed eyes, to... Whatever you yeah. do, right? Hey, I, I tried both. You know what I mean? It didn't work. It didn't work either time. You All know? right. I'm going to drop... I'm going to drop an organic solution on you right now. I'm going right. to give you a good one. You're going to come so, up with some hippie shit. I don't want to hear, hear it's about hippie it. Shit. Here it is. So they make a chicken run that people set up around their garden so the bugs kind of can't get in. So oh, the idea I is see that. Yeah. walk around and they eat everything that kind of hits the barrier of the border of your garden and it kind of takes it takes it to the next level that seems preposterous <laughs> I, <laughs> so if you're just listening like to this you should have she, seen the picture that it, chuck had showed think some folded chicken wire where you just your chickens walk around the outer edge of your garden and mm. they just eat all the bad things um a lot of people have told me about uh ducks That'll come in and like eat the slugs off the tomato plants. Slugs are real good at at, at slugs. The I have ducks and, and yeah, caterpillars, slugs. They don't stand a chance with these guys, man. No. They they spot every little one of them. I like it, but you know they're not great at at insects. You know, chickens are a lot better at, at the smaller insects. You know, I, I gotta um, say my yard was full of ticks and stuff when I bought the property. And now we uh-huh. got like thirty-five chickens out there, and there, there's no ticks to be found. You They're know? just feasting out there every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guinea hens are really good for that too, but they're super annoying. I don't know if you've had guinea hens, but they make this ridiculous sound. And every morning, I was waking up and just wanted wanted to kill these guinea hens. And the foxes took care of them eventually, and I never, I never replaced them. They're they were they were great at cleaning up bugs, but I hated them. I just, <laughs> I couldn't stand these things. They're so loud and obnoxious. You were like, you know what? I'd rather have the bugs, right? Yeah, I'd rather have the bugs. Now, another one is uh, uh, marigolds. That's another plant that... Um, yes. Just, I know the just, wife always has uh, marigolds growing in the garden. Yeah, I've got marigolds around all my stuff. I don't know if it works or not, but I mean, between the fencing and the raised beds and the and the mar- and the the uh the marigolds and the the chives and the thyme and all that sort of stuff. I don't, I'm not sure what's actually working and what you know right. what isn't working. Right. What's a waste of time? But uh, I have a pretty good you know. I don't usually have problems with with bugs or um, I I did have some problems with woodchucks, uh, but I got this my my wife got this dog, this little mutt, and it's like half chihuahua and half like 
I don't know what it is. It's all like fluffy though, and it's I don't know. I didn't I didn't like it at all. Bro, but um, I tell you what, it's been fucking up some ground groundhogs, man. Those yeah. woodchucks, they don't they don't stand a chance. I don't know. I guess in the northeast it's woodchucks. It's not hedgehogs or groundhogs. It's woodchucks. And uh she came out, she went down in one of its one of the burrows and came up and she was chewing up like a baby wood woodchuck. Like just just a nasty little animal when it comes to that stuff, man. She has no patience for woodchucks, man. She's been fucking up left up left and right. So you know, she earned her keep. I might not like her, you know, she's a, a cute little fluffy dog, but right. she's been taking care of business, so I can't complain. Now, I would also point out, you know, some of your furry uh, predators out there, like you said, the Chihuahua is a great uh, a great additive. I guess they're kind of bred for that kind of thing. Um, a uh, That or Taco Bell commercials, I'm not really sure, but... Mm-hmm. But um, another solution um, that you could use is uh, Stag Arms makes an excellent rifle uh, mm-hmm. off the AR-15 platform called the Stag Varmeter. And I got to say, it's pretty effective. Um, I, I know many a uh, groundhog that uh, met his end in New York that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hey, Sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't take much. A, a good pellet gun will take care of a, a of a a groundhog or woodchuck. Well, maybe not a wood. I've taken not out a rabbits, a rabbits and squirrels. Rabbits I don't know about. Squirrels. I haven't shot a. Yeah, a, a no, no. Twenty two and the uh, twenty two groundhog. It, it took either really good shots or uh, or several shots in order to put down a groundhog. Or but oh, yeah. again, you go to the AR varminter, then hopefully one shot and but i i was at the end i i was able to pretty be pretty consistent with the 22 and not have a problem yeah but you know i don't know yeah but you're you would spot them out of your house right yeah and your house and your garden weren't that close together no you know you'd no, have to really take time and, and they were watching though they they'd know like if i came out the same door twice mm-hmm. they'd be like yep i knew where you were coming from and they'd be watching. You mm. got to sneak around the back of the house, and then you know. All right. Oh, didn't see you there. You know, or or maybe I'm on the first floor. Maybe I'm laying on the second floor kitchen table. Huh? Yeah, I don't. I I feel like I remember a story about that, and your wife not being so happy that you're shooting it you out, the, out of the kitchen do. window or something. That's what I say. Do you want groundhogs in the garden, or do you, you know? not want groundhogs in the garden? Now, what do you think? Have you ever eaten a groundhog? Have I, I ever I, eaten a groundhog? That yeah. sounds horrible. I've heard of other people doing it. it yeah, they say it's really good because it's it's a vegetarian. But I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know if I'm. Uh, I'd even want to try that out. So what I'm told is that a lot of the the leaner meats, um, you end up uh, wanting to take like a possum or something like that and mix it in. And it gives you that the oily end and then the, the leaner stuff together, you know, with the fat, mm-hmm. you end up getting the happy mix. But I'm not really sure that's the life I want to choose for me and my family. <laughs> I will say some of the bunnies made it to freezer camp this week. Oh, nice. That, nice. That's exciting news. Um, they're yeah. there. 
they haven't yeah. made it to the fridge. I'm uh, kind of working all the time, and I haven't been able to be home for dinner or something. Right. But so so uh, they haven't made it to, to the kitchen table yet. But not they're... to the table, but in the freezer. All right. Well, that's something, man. That's and something. I weighed it after uh, after I cleaned it, and uh, I think we we're sitting around five pounds for the first one. So. Mm. All right, that's not bad. That's something, yeah. That's five pounds is a, a fair amount of meat, you know. Mm-hmm. That's at least two dinners. You you only got what do you have? Four people at the house now. Four people. I mean, a quarter pounder should be sufficient. You know, breaking it up. You got a you got a a good uh good couple of couple of days of food there, man. Yeah. Um. Now, before we wrap things up, I wanted to talk about um pesticides. Okay. Now a lot of people don't don't like it. They In my opinion, it. about the organic pesticides, as as I've expressed that already, it's the organic. Don't not work. a fan. Yeah. Um, one that I used a lot directly on plants. Uh, I have a, a grapevine that um is just bombarded with uh Japanese beetles every year. Yes. And that seven, I just would go through and and spot them and and spray them where I saw them. You know. And lasted a few days, and it, it took them right out. Like, they just drop off the plant, and that yeah, was it. Yeah. They were well, done. that's it. So Japanese beetles are the grubs that you see in the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you notice, you have uh, moles or voles, the little, mm-hmm. you know, long, creepy, blind mouse-looking things you got going in the yard. The only reason you have those is because you have grubs. And the grubs are the Japanese beetles, and that's what you need to get rid of. Um, so one of the big things people use for that is that milky spore. Uh, uh-huh. and I believe that does work. We were uh, reluctant to try it. We had a lot of Japanese beetles in New York and, and honestly I have a fair amount of grubs and moles and, you know, things out in the yard here. Um, but, uh, we were reluctant to do it is it's supposed to be bad with garlic. Um, like if you're growing garlic, it's actually bad for it to use that milky spore stuff. Oh yeah, so something you might want to look into. It's not a good match. An huh? option you were going to look for, yeah. Um, but who knows? All right. So uh, another one that I use is a uh, spectricide trazicide. Oh, now that's one of those ones that you is that Roundup. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know what this stuff. Is. Yeah, it's ba- it basically is. Basically, uh, you you hook it up to your hose, and you would spray down like your lawn and stuff like that. Um, I I used it a few times, and it really did work. Like I used it a few times when I was having people over to the house, and there are no mosquitoes around for like weeks afterwards. And it's supposed to like um, break down within like four hours of of spraying it, so it kills everything, and then you know, and then it you know then it goes away. But you know, with the chickens and the the ducks and the dogs and the everything, I I stopped using that. You know what I mean? It's right. just I'm not sure how much I trust their, you know, that it's safe after four hours or not. I'm not sure. I I'm really buying into that stuff. So we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, but I stop. I've stopped using it now. Also, another thing is that with the pesticides, you want to be conscientious because there are like positive. Um, Yes. microbes and and, and bugs you want to have in your yeah. in your garden so you that's, don't want to just you know massacre everything and that's kind of what those things do yeah yeah no it's funny uh 
we watched, uh, you know, we used to, when we first got into the whole farming, gardening thing, we watched a lot of those hippie documentaries about, you know, the soil and the earth and, you know, all these things about, you know, what you can do for your farm. Right. And one of the things they said was that, you know, guys like, look, I tried, they, they've done all these studies about comparing, you know, your Monsanto kind of roundup growing versus your organic. And the deal was for like the first five years of growing, um, the roundup wins like every time. Right. You know, they get way better yields and everything works out. But then the guys who were consistently organic, once you get past about the eighth year, they're really destroying the ground with the roundup, you know, by killing, right. like you said, the microbes and the small little things that the organic farm was a more consistent and better producer. And you right. actually end up winning out if you make it through like eight years by doing mm. it organically. Yeah. Long term, if, if yeah. you're in one spot, long term, organic is definitely a the, better way to go. And you can do a lot more. I mean, yeah, you can do a lot more with that, um, like rotating your crops, you know, not growing yeah. the same thing in the same place every every yes. year. Um, another thing that I did um, was uh, I have some I have a, a, a big patch of asparagus mm -hmm. and um, year after year certain asparagus beetles would show up you know what i mean and they'd plant eggs and then they'd hatch the next year and i'd have asparagus beetles and you know but what i would start and you can't really move asparagus it's not you know it's a it's a plant that grows in the same spot every year you know it right. takes a few years for it to actually get big enough that you can trim it and uh so what i started doing was just chopping everything down in the bed and burning it at the end of the year and that seems seems like it works pretty good um, just burning up the top half. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm starting a big fire in a garden bed. You, you want to be careful. You want to have the hose ready in case, you know, in case it starts jumping. Um, but you know, that worked pretty well, but it's the best if you can with whatever plants you're planting, the best thing to do is just kind of keep a rotation going so that the same insects that are feeding off of that particular plant aren't you know, showing up year after year, laying the same eggs in the same place. Right. No, that's it. And, you know, it's just good, good habit, good practice to rotate things and kind of work them through. But, you know, hey, I mean, we do the big thing. I have like a lot of oak trees in my yard and I, you know, we rake up all the leaves and scoop it up and, and throw it in the big garden. And every year you're throwing all kinds of new bugs and new life in there, you know, and, and mixing things up. So it works out pretty good. Um, you know, but that's the thing. There's always something. Um, and as far as uh, when the shit hits the fan and you need to keep the people out of your garden, mm -hmm. you're going to have to put an all night watch. Um, maybe some trip wires. I'm just saying. What about the scary eyes? What about the solar power scary, scary eyes? eyes I was scary eyes about. could be the one for you. <laughs> so you got to keep your options open. But I would say definitely time to start thinking about the big garden. Now is the time to get in on ordering your seeds and that kind of stuff if you haven't already. Right. Because this is the time when they're all available. When you wait, they might 
not even be available now. I don't really know. I have any idea. The wife handles yeah. all that. I just say, you know, take care. Yeah, of I it. was planning on uh, planting garden uh, garlic two years ago, and uh, when it came time, I couldn't couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I have since located it, obviously, but you know, no good, no good when it, uh, you know, when you go out there and and. It's springtime, and you run out to Home Depot or wherever you go for your seeds. They might not have what you're specifically looking for. It can right. be hard to find it, especially if you get there a little bit later than everybody else. You know, that's it. So we just wanted to be a little preemptive, get you guys, you know, on the upside. You know, prepping the whole thing. You're supposed to be the guy ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. and we thought we'd get in there, get you out early, get the stuff going. Because once you start formulating in your mind a plan and get things ready it's a whole lot easier to just jump in and and yeah you know obviously it's a little bit late for this comment but i i try and get you know in the the middle to end of fall i try and get my new garden beds any new ones i'm setting up anything like that get it get it ready because when spring comes you're not going to have enough time to go out and build a bed and get get the dirt the compost and all the stuff you need to do you kind of want to do that in fall and and get everything set up for the next spring. Well, you the know, upside a little is people set these out all year long and and pick out the episode that's appropriate to them, and you're going to hit the right guy at the right time. Mm-hmm. So, I, I say good things. That's what I'd say. So anyway, we appreciate if you guys like and subscribe. You know, to uh, the podcast, the YouTube channel, all that. Um, really helps us out helps us out if you share it you have an episode that you really love maybe send it over to a friend have them check it out uh you enjoy it maybe leave a comment and leave a review wherever you download the podcast yeah so i was uh, actually looking yeah. through the reviews but we're Uh-oh. talking about that real quick should i be upset there's not a whole lot there's not a whole lot and it's it's actually hard to find reviews on on all the different platforms it is, but i anymore. But I do find, like, if I'm ever feeling, like, full of myself or, like, they know how to put you or something like that, I'll go through the – I just skip through – there's a bunch of, like, five-star reviews. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's good. That's great, you know? But I skip right past those. I always go to the one- and two-star reviews and uh, read up on it, and I'm like, hey, yeah, the, the audio is kind of shitty. You say you know a lot. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, but here's the you thing. You look like a fucking retard. Now, yep. Everybody <laughs> watching right. this is going to be like, you know what? I'm going to leave a two star review because then Kevin, Kevin will actually read it. Review, right. Yeah. What you need to do is leave a five star and then still say that Kevin looks like shit. Yeah. That's fun. That's, and that he that's, that's great. And has yeah. Whatever. Now, bad audio. We do have like. um bad when you watch the video. Whatever. Yeah, it's like 4.5 is our, our average. All right. But I've noticed that, like, if I ever see a five star rating for a podcast, it's all bullshit. It's terrible. They, it's a terrible they paid show. 20 bucks on Fiverr to get uh, yeah. those reviews. If it's a three star review standard, it's trash. And if it's a, a five star standard, it's it's trash. That, you know, somebody had somebody create a bunch of different, uh, you know, different names and and leave a whole bunch of five-star reviews and get that that bullshit rating but whatever i try not to pay attention to that too much yep so anyway 
I would say uh, I appreciate it. And like I said, hit that like button. It helps out. Anyway, with that, stay safe. And we will talk to you guys next week. could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.